0: And welcome, everybody, to the podcast, episode three. Today's episode is super exciting for a number of reasons. They all will be. But, Ryan, I'm going to kick it off with a question to you. You know, you're a big fan of Ed Mylett. I feel like he's one of the people that really inspires you, like Jesse Itzler. Do you – can you recall the story Ed tells about a point in time in his life where he made a huge shift and Why?
1: Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Ed Milet you, is one I love one of, that.
0: I didn't preface that. I did not preface that at all. I literally just threw that question to Ryan because I know how much he loves Ed. So Yeah, Ed just Milet tell the story.
1: is one of my favorite people in this world. And so <laughs> the the story that Bondy's referring to, which this really hit me hard when I first heard him tell this story. I can't remember the beginning or how he ended up there, but I remember he ended up moving back in with his parents for some reason. And when he got there, within I think a couple days or weeks, his dad was like, hey, you start your job tomorrow. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, show up at this place. He didn't even know what it was or anything like that. And so the next day, Ed shows up at this address that his dad had given him to go and start working. And it turned out to be an orphanage. And I can't remember what he said his initial impressions were when he first got there, but I do remember the impact he said that working there left on him so what he really did was take care of the kids and mentor them um and and just help them and one big thing that i know he did and discovered was how big of an impact you can have on somebody just by believing in them and encouraging them And he said that completely changed the course of his life. And I think the big thing that really changed the course of his life was his realization that he wanted his life to be really centered and focused around serving others. And I, that really hit me hard because I remember when I was in college, I'm a church goer, I'm a Christian. And when I was in college and I'd go to church, I remember people would talk about serving and, At that time, I guess I was just so young, I didn't understand why anybody would really want to serve. It just didn't make sense to me. And now that I'm older, all like all that's really in my heart and all I want to ever do is just help people and, and help them become better and all of us become better together. And so I think that's why when I heard him tell that story, as crazy as it sounds, I'm almost like, oh my gosh, I wish somebody would throw me in some insane situation like that so I can feel what he felt and realize how big of a deal it is to serve and how uh, I'm su- sure um, rewarding it is to serve in that fashion. So... I'm sure that's the story you're talking about, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. we i mean—we're pretty much doing that ourselves. <laughs> we don't need anybody else to throw us into a unique situation. Yeah, yeah. I guess we are kind of doing that here. Uh, no, and, and I think that it's a really powerful story for a number of reasons. But Ed has a, a number of these—he um, has a number of these "why" stories that reflect his his fulfillment like what he's getting fulfillment out of doing and why he's doing the things he's doing and that one was was exactly what i was talking about and he actually has a second one and i'll tell this story now Uh, i think ed's just a really good person for this he tells a story about how he was at a doctor uh he was in a doctor's office one time talking to his doctor and, and he was um he was super unhealthy and the doctor basically told him i don't know if he was telling this story about somebody or if it was him no this was him this is this, this was, was him. him okay this was him yeah And you, correct me if i'm wrong because i know you know all of Ed's stories probably better than i do uh the doctor basically looked him in the eyes and said uh he didn't say hey ed you need to exercise more you need to eat better because you're unhealthy the doctor sat him down and said do you want another man to walk your daughter down the aisle on her wedding day and And he he was like, "What what the hell are you talking about? And the doctor basically went on to say, you need to make a change or there's gonna be another man that walks your daughter down the aisle on her wedding day. And it's super impactful to hear how that changed his life because it triggered a why. It got him in the gym, it got him eating better, it made him clean up his act and get healthy because of that thought of, oh my God, another guy walking my daughter down the aisle. And that sort of motivation and inspiration and drive comes from something super real. And it's not, again, the doctor didn't sit him down and say, you need to eat better. You need to exercise more so you can lose weight because it's like, well, okay, sure, man, like whatever. He gave him something that really hit him at his core and that actually drove him. And so today I want to, we're going to talk about why, you know, we're going to talk about why we're doing what we're doing in the fulfillment that we hope to achieve through doing this thing. And, and I think Ed Milette's a great example of somebody who is driven and motivated by a super powerful why. And I just really love that story and I know you do too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely love that story as well. I remember that, uh, I, I think about that story frequently. I was actually just listening to something of his the other day and he was telling that story. It was probably from the same podcast that I've heard a million times i think where he really gets into that is on impact theory and yeah it was i I remember hearing that and it's just he's he's so he's so right you know like having that why driving you when you go to do something that you really don't feel like doing it's an easy it's just an easy question to face you know and I, i brought this up in the first podcast but you know one big aspect of my why of why i'm pursuing uh, building this, this company and movement and podcast with you is because w- my big why is I don't want to be close to the end of my life, retirement age, and look back on my life and not be proud of what I did and think, Oh, I should have taken more risks or I should have done something different. And that's, that's one big part of my why. And so I've, i I kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, Anyway, yeah. Oh, so, so, you know, for him, every time he goes in the gym, I'm sure when he doesn't feel like going, all he has to think about is, well, you know, do I want to walk my daughter down the aisle on her wedding day? Yes. Okay. Well, that's your answer on if you should go to the gym or not today. And for me, every time I'm, you know, doing something with hybrid and stuff gets hard, like literally 10 minutes ago when we were trying to set up this podcast and my audio and my recording wasn't working and I was getting really frustrated, I think, is this worth it? And I think back to my why of, do I want to look back at my life and um, not be proud of what I've done and, and and not have taken the chance of starting a podcast with you? And the answer is always, no, I don't want that to happen. So I I'm, I'm, i don't want to look back and not be satisfied with what I did. So I'm going to work through these challenges.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. You said that because I, I don't know that we've ever specifically talked about that sort of driving factor. But I agree with you 100%. I've always had a strong sense of motivation come from, picturing myself at the end of my life as as somber as that may sound if I picture myself on my deathbed looking back I want to be able to say you know what I I took all those chances I took all those risks I don't have any I I left no stone unturned you know I did everything that I had the interest to do I tried everything I thought I might want to try I pursued everything that I felt I truly wanted to pursue, I didn't just sort of, you know, cruise my way securely and safely through life, m- you know, making a living, and actually, I just I just posted a Jim Rohn quote on my story today, um, and that's, uh, you have two choices, you can, you can make a living, or you can create a life, and to me, I really want to look back at the end of my life and say, yeah, that's exactly what I did, I didn't just go through the motions, but any opportunity, anything that really seem to be appealing to me, you know, I dug into at least. And obviously not everything, not everything that, that, uh, that shines as gold, but I think you have to at least explore it to some extent. And you also have to really realize like who you are on the inside and dig deep into yourself. And I think that's what prompted me. I do that every day, right? I I literally sit down every morning and ask myself like, not, not only what do I want to get out of life, but like, what do I want to get out of today? And I think part of that comes from not wanting to I, – I sit there, and, and again, back to this, you know, I'm on my deathbed. I want to look back and be like, did I know who, who I was? Did I ever figure out who Bondi Johnson is? Because I feel like a lot of people never ask themselves that question. We just assume, you know, we know ourselves. We never take the time to really dig into who we are because we might be afraid of what we find. You know, it might, it might go against what we thought, you know. Are, it might go against who we thought we were. So it's really interesting to hear that you say that as well because it's definitely a motivating factor for me. Um, but let's, I mean, we can get into the wife hybrid. I just think that that sort of underlying tone of wanting to do something, wanting to pursue something big, wanting to create that rife, rife, rife resume, that life resume that Jesse Itzler talks about, uh, just looking back and being proud of everything that I've tried to do and done.
1: So I find that a lot of people seem to be baffled when they look at all of the things that I do, and, and they just seem to be shocked, like, oh my gosh, you literally do everything. Every time someone <laughs> <clears throat> discovers something new that I do, whether it's surfing, dirt biking, uh, bodybuilding, what's I, I get weird, like I do a lot of random dancing, you know, uh, maybe people listening don't know that I, I like to country dance. People hear, oh and God, they're I'm always surprised. so surprised, and what's funny is, I look at others. I look at other people's lives, and I see how little they do, and that's what baffles me. You know, I'm like, how do you do so little? How do you not have this yearning to just go do the most with life? How can you just do the same thing, you know, week after week? And even even if you don't have the guts to leave your job and do what we're doing just in your free time i don't understand why you wouldn't try new things it just doesn't make sense to me i don't get it
0: dude I, it's so funny you say that because i also I, I just i have an example of this this sort of goes off that tangent that i just went on of wanting to look back and be happy that i did a bunch of different shit like you were just saying but i think it almost is it's taboo and and i would i would argue this to the grave we constantly push people and i think there's something there's there's something I, I need to caveat this with I think in life the people who are the most successful are the ones who really drill in on one thing and get extremely good at that one thing because again if you're if your attention is sort of pulled in a bunch of different directions then yes it's harder for you to truly master something and become you know dominant or forced to be reckoned with in that that uh, specific field but I also I posted a discussion board today. So I'm in my last semester of my my master's of business. And I had a discussion board that that it was just kind of introduce yourself. So I actually like kind of went through like what it is that I've done. And that's, you know, I've done cancer research. I've been a commercial real estate investment broker. I, I own a coffee roasting company. I'm now starting this podcast with Brian. we're gonna open a gym. Like somebody goes, wow, man. He's like, your, your like professional experience is kind of all over the map. And I was like, yeah, but honestly, One thing that I feel like I would preach to people is you really do need to dig in and figure out who you are because if you never do, you're gonna constantly be bouncing from thing to thing for the rest of your life. I also think part of learning who you are is experiencing different things. I've worked in so many different capacities that I now can cross those things off the list as far as like, that's not my career. That's not my career. That's not what I wanna do with my life. And I think people might look at that and go, what are you doing? Like, can you pick something and do it? And it's like, I'm 24, the 20s, your 20s is time to do that and go, and I'm not saying, you know, just, you know, willfully like bebop through jobs, but it's like, don't be afraid to make a career change early in your 20s, multiple if that because all you're going to do is is confirm the fact that that's not what I wanted to do with my life. And I feel like I'm going to preach that continuously because I now am finding myself settling in that that true one thing that I will pursue for the rest of my life and become the best at, you know, that we will become the best at. But I also feel like I do have people that look at me and they're like, what the hell are you doing jumping around? And it's like, I, I did that on purpose.
1: <laughs> well, honestly... I'm not too concerned with becoming, you know, the absolute best in one particular field. That's honestly the idea of hybrid. And one thing I loved about hybrid is to do the most with our lives. And of course, there's gonna be things that I'm I'm going to want to be really good at, like personal training. I'm gonna to want to be a really good trainer and I'm gonna be a one I'm gonna I'm going to want to be a really good leader, especially in our gym and and to our employees and stuff like that. But you know, I, I think my life will always be very diverse and I'm sure as as will yours. You know, we were just talking yesterday about how you wanted to go surfing, you know, and and there's things that you do that I'm sure I'm gonna end up wanting to tag along with as well. So moving towards the hybrid front, I guess there are three big aspects of hybrid that we're pursuing. Um, the first is the the movement and, and they're all very closely connected. I guess the first would be uh, the physical location, the hybrid headquarters where we're going to have the gym and the, the meetings and where everybody comes together and, and does all these things uh, mixed with the movement itself. We have the podcast and we have the Becoming Hybrid vlog in our own personal YouTube channel and vlogs. Do you want to, I feel like our why is probably going to tie in uh with all three of them combined. I figured it'd probably be best to establish the um, when we were talking about our why, our why for what, I figured we'd establish the what, um, you know, so we're clear about, you know, what we're actually up to.
0: No, absolutely. And before before we do that, I just want to say we will master diversity. I think what we will become the masters of is living a diverse life because as of yet, I feel nobody has really done that. It's always been, hey, focus in on something and just really drill in on that one thing and where what you and I connect on is the fact that we both love to do all different kinds of stuff and I think what will ultimately be the ones that are, you know, the best in our industry at is, allowing people creating a platform and showing people that it's possible to be really good at a lot of different things and create you know be successful doing that i mean and
1: and enjoy a lot of different things and a lot of different aspects of life like you don't just have to be a skateboarder you don't just have to be a cheerleader you know you can do all of those things. And we not only want to encourage people to try all of these different things, but we want to lower the barrier of entry for people to do those things. Not only for like other people, but for us as well, as we go through this, it's going to be easier for us to do these things as well. And so we're all in this together and and I'm excited to expand my life. I'm sure soon I'm going to try different things that I haven't tried before. I've probably only played like one round of spike ball. I bet we're playing spike ball on a weekly basis when we open up hybrid HQ.
0: A hundred percent. And it's funny that you said that because I think the perfect example, I was saying this yesterday to you is... I've, I've wanted to surf. So I skateboarded for a long time, a really long time. I got really good at it. I was actually, so my in, in sixth grade, not a lot of people know this. Um, in sixth grade, my mom took me out of school because I was... I spent every day in the principal's office. I mean, I was in the principal's office more than I was in my classroom because whether I was throwing erasers or, you know, distracting kids from learning or falling out of my chair and pretending to have a seizure, I was literally a, I was, I was, wait, that's insane.
1: Dude, I did not know this about you.
0: Not a lot of people do. And it's funny that it's coming out now in this manner because I, I, I don't, I don't, when I tell people this, like adults, they're like, you got to be kidding me. Like you're one of the most put together and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. They're like, you're one of the most put together, like driven people I've ever met. And it's funny cause I have kids I was in class with who were like, you know, yo yes teacher. Like, Oh, I did all the readings for the week. And then I'm over here like, you know, throwing snot rockets at kids. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and now those people who were perfect students are in jail. And I'm like, I'm like, isn't that so interesting to look back and see how most, Most teachers would have been like, oh, Bondi's gonna be the one that's in prison when he's 18 years old. Uh, And it's far from the opposite. But I also think that that speaks to my just ADHD, like kinda wanna do everything mentality. But um, where I was getting with this, with with all of this was my mom pulled me out of school uh, in sixth grade. And for that year of being homeschooled, I literally went to the skate park every single day. That was like the thing that I got to do. We would wake up in the morning, we would do school, and then I would go to the skate park. I got really good at skateboarding, and one thing that I've never done, and I, I now have lived in Jacksonville, Florida for a year and a half, I've never been surfing, and I was saying to Ryan, Ryan surfs all the time, I was like, Ryan, I want to go surfing, and he was like, well, dude, I got, I have extra boards like for this reason, and I was like, that right there is hybrid, we want to be the ones to go, oh, you want to do X, Y, and Z? Yeah, come on, we've done that before, we'll train for that with you. You can borrow our surfboards. We have a spike ball net. Like, we have a volleyball. Everything. We want to create that environment where it's like somebody wants to do something. Oh, we got somebody that knows how to do that. And that'll take all of that normally what pushes people, keeps people from doing it, right? It's sort of that barrier of entry. It's like, well, I don't know how to get a surfboard. I don't know how much it's going to cost. I don't know what board I should get. I don't know once I get to the beach with my newly bought surfboard. I don't even know where to start. Do I hire somebody to do lessons? It's like none of that will be a factor. It's like, oh, you want to do that thing? We got you. We got you. And it was funny because I just feel like I had that epiphany when I asked you to go surfing, and I was like, huh, that's exactly what we're trying to do on a grand scale.
1: That's that's exactly what we're trying to do. And what's – so a uh, – maybe it was yesterday. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was telling him about how I wanted to start uh, – a personal vlog on YouTube not just the becoming hybrid vlog and he was like Ryan I really think you need to do it because you live one of the most You have one of the most interesting lives of anybody i know and he's like i'm not just saying that because i'm your friend but he's like i really feel like you need to do this vlog because you doing this vlog and putting your life on camera for other people is really going to inspire them and kind of show them that it is possible for them to do all of these things and to do all of these different things and to be honest that is really why we're doing all of this because You and I both know that we have it in us to do all of these different things that other people look at and think are really cool, but for some reason, don't do them. And I'm sure part of the reason is there is a barrier to entry to doing things like I want to go surfing. Like you said, there's like four or five different things that you would need to do or people that you would need to know to be able to just go surfing. And so our why is not only do we want to expand our lives and live more full lives, but we want to bring other people to do it because we have hearts for service as we started this podcast out with why we really resonated with that story of Ed Milet, the first one where he worked at the orphanage was because for whatever reason, we both feel like we need to serve people. And to me, I feel like this is the most effective way, you know, I'll let you speak on this from your perspective, but for me, I feel like this is the most effective way I could serve people because it's already how I live my life. I'm just bringing people into it and we're going to come together and, and do everything together. I'm not doing something I don't like. I'm not serving in a way I don't like. I'm doing it with others. For example, I spent probably many, many, many hours throughout school teaching people the material in the classes that I was in. I was getting A's in all of my classes and engineering and chemistry and all that. I spent nights teaching people stuff for the exam. Yes, it did help me study for the exam, but I also had this passion for teaching and showing it to them. And I knew that I was giving them the information effectively. So it's the same with this hybrid thing. It's just natural for me to want to share all this. Every time I go surfing or dirt biking or whatever, all I want is for more people to come with me. And now we're just going to make that a reality for ourselves. Right.
0: Well, it's funny because I actually have never really thought of it like that. But starting the coffee roasting company was something I was extremely passionate about. It organically grew. I didn't ever intend to start a business. It just happened. And what I ended up doing now was creating a YouTube channel. And I have, I have now a decent following. And a lot of these people reach out to me. I make videos on how to start a coffee roasting company. And I feel like what drives me to do that is the fact that I've gone through all of these ups and downs and I've jumped over all these barriers. I figured all this stuff out. I really am passionate now about sharing that experience with people so that they too can start their own coffee roasting company. And I know that, you know, all of the sleepless nights and work that have have gone into, you know, just the paperwork, dealing with the accounting, all the taxes, setting up my website, finding providers, you know, uh, manufacturers for bags and labels. I've already done all of that so I can save people literally months and months of work. And I want to, you know, I've gone through it. And it's, it's no different when it comes to hybrid. We want to share our experiences with people to expedite the process and break down as many of those barriers as we can so they get to just come in and experience it with us. It's gonna be things that we also wanna do. And, and the second part of that is also cheerleading, which hybrid cheer is already a leg of this company in full swing, but the cheerleading, when I first started cheerleading, I busted my ass to get good, and then what did I do? I didn't turn around with my nose up in the air and walk past everybody like on my team like, yeah, you know, I'm better than you. No, I was like, hey guys, let's all go to the gym and get better together. Hey, let me teach you this one thing that took me a really long time to figure out. You know what I mean? Like I turned around and I shared that knowledge, and like you just said, you used to get A's, A's and B's in all your classes, I and mean, you graduated with a 4.0. You would take time out of your days and nights to teach people the information that you knew you knew. And that sort of desire to give back and help other people is something that I really do think is just sort of innate. And and, and we, we have it, and what we wanna do with hybrid is not only, I don't want this to be like, oh, we want people to live happier and healthier lives. Of course we want that. Why would we not want that? Really what I feel like we wanna do is encourage people to find the things that energize them in life. And you 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 don't do that unless you try new things. It's kind of like when you're little and you won't eat new foods. You're like, no, I don't want to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then one day you give in and you're like, holy shit, that's the best thing I've ever had because you're six years old and that's what six-year-olds eat. But it's like, you, you just don't want to try it. It's not, it's new. You don't want it. And I feel like a lot of people have things they want to try, but it's just foreign and scary and intimidating. So they don't. And we want to come in and just go, we can make it happen. And we're going to be the platform for that. And of course it starts with, you know, it, it's heavily, um, fitness is heavily incorporated. It's going to be a lot of just health and wellness, fitness and nutrition, And that's, you know, you have a background in it. I have a background in it. We're very passionate about it. But through that platform, we're going to be adding in all those unique elements and getting people to do those things that would otherwise be difficult to do.
1: So I guess, do you you think we've covered uh, thoroughly enough our why of of why we want to do this gym? I think it really boils down to this thing inside of us that we just really want to share any All of the blessings in our lives, we really just want to share them to help people uh, get more out of theirs. Does that sound like a good way to like sum up our why? Like why we're really truly doing this at the deepest level?
0: Yeah, I just think really what's going to be that sort of if we want to really nail down that why and get to the to the nitty gritty, which I think makes companies unique because... I, I often get asked a question from people when I tell them about hybrid the gym. They're like, well, what is your gym going to, to have that's different than others? Every
1: time. That's the question I get every single time. And it's hard. It's kind of hard to answer. It almost feels egotistical to answer it in the answer that what, what the real thing that we believe is different. And I, you're about to get into it. But it, uh, it it feels egotistical to answer what you're probably about to say.
0: Well, and so what makes us different, obviously, is you and I. And I know that, like you said, that's egotistical. But but I really do think that we have a different outlook. And simply, I mean, think about how much people like Ed Light and Jesse Itzler have impacted you. And all you've seen is videos. You've never met them. You've never gotten advice from them. You've never done anything with them. What we want to do is accumulate all of this knowledge, which we do through actually doing these things. And then, and then share that face to face with these clients and actually have that impact but at a huge scale because it's going to be in person. And we've talked about different things that we want to incorporate to the gym. I don't even wanna get into that now because it would make this podcast like three hours. But I think all those unique elements that we plan on putting into the gym are ultimately what are going to set us well,
1: apart. Well, let me let me correct you really quick. You know, you keep saying the gym and I say that too yeah. because a big, <laughs> a, right, I guess square right. footage wise, a lot of it's gonna be a gym, but. What our first facility is truly going to be is hybrid headquarters. And it's going to be so much more than a gym. The reason we're starting with the gym is because we, I know we said this in a previous podcast, but we believe that that is the foundation to really get control of your life. If you're not disciplined enough to do the thing that's best for you, you're not going to be disciplined enough to do the things that you're not sure are good for you, like pursuing this, right? Like if if we weren't avid gym goers, I don't think we would have the discipline to be doing these things that we're doing because of the uncertainty, you know? And the cool thing about the gym is the, what you get out of it is directly proportional to what you put in. And so it exactly. kind of trains you to realize if you put more in, you'll get more out. And that's not always the case for everything, but it's, it's, I mean, from what I hear from people like Jesse and uh, Jesse Itzler and Ed Milet, I mean, when it comes to business and just about a lot of things in life, that's true.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because all the parallels that I've been drawing between fitness and business lately, because I mean, you and I are neck deep in business. We're trying to get the marketing up. We're trying to produce this podcast. We're trying, we're buying gym equipment. I mean, we're, we're like I said, neck deep in business stuff. Like our paperwork is filed. I mean, we have everything going. And I can't help but be in the gym working out and just have these parallels come to me of like, if I didn't have a strong why of why I wanna compete as a bodybuilder, I would probably be skipping multiple days a week because if, if the only reason I wanted to be in the gym was to look good, I mean, shit, I look pretty good right now. I would probably say to myself, what's one Wednesday off going to to do to my physique? Probably not much, but that's not why I'm in the gym. And it's funny because... I have those days where I wake up and I'm like, the last thing I want to do is go to the gym. My whatever hurts. I have a headache. I didn't sleep well last night. I haven't really been able to eat all day because I just haven't been hungry. I could come up with a list of 20 reasons as to why I could probably skip the gym today, but I'm not going just to lift some weights, get a sweat, and look good. Like There's a deeper reason, and what that is directly contributes to the hybrid headquarters. I want to experience that really dark place that you get to when you train for something like a bodybuilding competition where you, if you wanna win, you have to be the one that doesn't skip a set, doesn't skip a day. You don't cut yourself short. You don't get to that rep that hurts and then stop. You do that one more. Like I know that some of this sounds cheesy, but if you truly wanna be the one that walks away with a first place trophy at a bodybuilding competition, You need to be the one that didn't skip anything because there will be people who take shortcuts and you're going to beat them if you're the one that doesn't. And so to me, that sort of feeling and dark place that you get into is what I want to experience so that I can walk, I can coach people through it. I can do it and then share the experience and train bodybuilders. I want to have done it and done it successfully. So that... That ability to turn around, just like with the coffee roasting company, just like with the cheerleading, that ability to turn around and effectively coach people because I've gone through it is what drives me. That's why when I'm tired or hungry or sore, I go to the gym because anybody that I coach to train for bodybuilding competition in the future they're going to be feeling all those things. And I'm going to have to say, I know what you're feeling, but you have, you still have to show up. And and that is a much deeper why than, like I said, just looking good, getting a pump, getting a sweat.
1: Hearing you tell that story, you know, while you were, you were telling that story, as messed up as this is going to sound, I was starting to think of like, well, what's my why for going in the gym? I struggled for a really long time to get in there. And interestingly, Over the past couple weeks, it hasn't really been as hard to go to the gym. I've had some days where it was hard to get in there. Uh, To be honest, I feel like in my mind, I've been um, like distantly trying to articulate to myself why I'm showing up and I haven't quite really sat down and nailed it down. I think and I need to because I know it'll make going way easier cuz all I have to do is ask myself, you know, one simple question and I'll have an answer and I'll go. And typically right now that question is what is tomorrow you going to think if you don't go to the gym today? And the answer is always not happy. Go. And and a, a big part of the reason I'm going is so that for my mental health really, but you know some some of the things that have starting to that are starting to like articulate themselves in my mind as I think about this or The first one is when I'm training my clients, if I want to train them for something, I want to have a, a good bit of experience in that thing. So, for example, I've never really trained for strength until the past couple weeks. I think I don't know what got me doing it. But as soon as I started doing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so good that I'm doing this because now I'm learning so much more out of experience. And one huge lesson I learned was that I was doing the same, you know, eight to 12 reps for like years. And as soon as I started doing strength training within two to three weeks on a lot of my lifts, my strength has probably gone up like 20%, which is Insane, and that's a huge lesson because now when I train somebody, I'm gonna make sure to not leave them with one routine or rep range for too long now don't get me wrong you need consistency to be able to track progress but if you go for too long four months five months and longer you're you are going to lose progress i think a lot of people will get caught up in in trying to change things up too much and so uh, that's not where i'm going here you know i know there's a balance but that was a discovery of, of why i wasn't really making progress in the gym and so you know I'm starting to find my why more and more, and most of it right now is revolving around hybrid. So another thing is, I want to be able to perform well, so that when we really start doing these sports with people—ultimate frisbee, we were talking about—I think it was yesterday—and spike ball and all these different sports—I want to be able to perform well, so I can enjoy it to my fullest. And and that's that's my why. I guess I just kind of tried to articulate it. I definitely need to think about it more, but um, it. Hybrid gives me a lot of whys in a lot of different areas of my life now, which is awesome.
0: Right, and I would strongly urge, I would strongly urge everybody who listens to this and wants to take something away from this episode to try to find the why in everything you do. As far as like why you wake up at the time you wake up. Is it just because that's when you have been waking up? Why do you eat what you I need eat my seven time?
1: hours of sleep, that's why. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I'm not good about that. Why do you, I mean, why do you, where are you going every day and why you're going to a job? Ask yourself why you're working in that position. Is it for the money? You might want to dig a little bit deeper. Why are you going to school? Why are you, you know, there's so many different things that people could really dig into in their life, but I feel like we just kind of have these blinders on and we just go through life thinking like, Oh well, this is just what I do, and I got this degree, so this is why I have this job. But if you ask yourself why, you're you're gonna learn. A, first off, you're gonna surprise yourself and go, "Oh shit, I don't know." Like you just said, man, you're an average you're an avid gym goer.
1: I'm not totally sure why. I'm not totally sure. It's I I hope it's not all vanity. Like I I well
0: I, I think there's there's I think there's also something important to take away. There is that people are so quick to fail when it i mean we it's a joke right january comes around you have the new gym memberships because everybody's gung ho about you know this is the year that i'm going to you know go to the gym and they have a new diet and then what happens they stop going why because they don't have a why it's it's because they have that sort of you know that mentality of like they just need to go to the gym
1: it's just what they're supposed to do. Exactly, and it's like But but they don't yeah, they don't yeah.
0: They don't know why. And like I said, I wouldn't be showing up to the gym, you know, more than 3 days a week if I just wanted to look good and be fit. It's like I'm there, but that's not why I go to the gym. And, and people should really, I urge people to uncover that because it's super helpful and it's gotten me through a lot of difficult times, not just with going to the gym, but all different kinds of things in my life. So if there is a takeaway, I really would would say that it should be to ask yourself why more often.
1: I'm gonna kind of take it back to 15 or 20 minutes ago when we were talking about, you know, you don't really know what you like and you don't really know you until you do something different and discover something about yourself and i hope i haven't told this story already but leading up to my graduation i've probably told you leading up to my high school graduation um, I, i was second in my class in high school and so i got to do a speech and for the whole month before graduation i was literally dreading my graduation because i didn't want to get up and speak to Everybody part of it was because I didn't feel like I deserved it like who was I to go up there and and talk to them and and Give them advice or whatever because that's typically how high school graduation speeches go But I think it was also just nervousness speaking in front of thousands of people but what was crazy was I was It's much as my memory as good as my memory says up until the point where I walked up to the podium and I was dreading it, but I walked up to the podium. I opened up the folder where my speech was, and I, I didn't read it. I literally just did that out of formality, and I started speaking, and as soon as I started speaking and, and connecting with people in the crowd and looking people in their eyes and just talking, it was, at the end, when I reflected on that experience, it was by far probably the coolest experience of my life it was unbelievable and after that all i've ever wanted to do since then was get up and speak in front of thousands of people and thankfully With time and preparing this speech, I arrived at this place where it's I'm not going up there and giving them advice because I'm just like them. We're all the same. Cool, I got a little bit better grades, but I'm sure a lot of people down there would smoke me on the soccer field or were way better than me in a certain subject or way better than me in maybe way more artistic than me. I knew that and I didn't feel deserving just because I got good grades. And thankfully, I was able to do what you know my heart really felt like i should do and say what i feel like i should say and afterwards i discovered you know like i said that was the coolest thing i had ever done and i hope i get to do it again one day i didn't get to do it in college it doesn't work like that but i would love to do it and i guess in a way with this podcast i am able to talk in front of people which is really fun but i never would have known that had i said no i'm not going to speak and told them no and in so that's that's the beauty in doing something that even you think that you don't want to do. You know, as long as it's a good thing, it's not a bad thing to do, maybe you should try it.
0: And and you could have gotten up there and froze and not had a good speech and then said, "Hey, I'm never going to public speak for the rest of my life." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, could have. Could have. And then I would it's have known not your thing. And guess what? You would have been like, "You know what? I wasn't put on this earth to be a public speaker. I can tell you that much." I figured I that out with singing, sadly. One <laughs> And it's Tony, dude, because how much you love, how much you love music. and how Oh, and I still sing music. all the time. And yeah, he, it's sad. He does still sing all the time. Constantly you do. It's really funny. Um, yeah, man. And I think the Y two just to sort of rap, you know, kind of 360, it, it's, it's really about us wanting more out of life and wanting to encourage people to also seek more out of life if that's what they want because they might not and I'm not here to tell you that you want more out of life I'm just here to give you the opportunity to get more out of life and and all I'm doing is sharing my experience and what I've done and giving you the tools that I've accumulated in my toolbox over the years to help you do just that you know live Life to its fullest whatever you define that as
1: I think that's a great way to wrap it up I couldn't have said it any better Um, I felt like it, you know infusing that statement was kind of our what as well and and I love it I I love it. That was that was such a good way to wrap this one up.
0: Yeah And and I think the last thing we'll dive into what Elements we want the hybrid headquarters to have because I really think that that will speak to how our gym (laughs)
1: how we're going to do this how are we going to do it
0: how, how, how hybrid headquarters is going to be different and what we're going to <laughs> that makes us that makes us unique and makes us not a gym it makes it hybrid headquarters and we'll get into all of that but obviously that's too much to do right now and and i'm excited to do that but there's a lot more to it than just simply a gym and and I'm, you said that earlier but i do really want to drive that home because that relates so much to our why and I'm excited to talk about that. But yeah, I mean, this was fun, man. This is a good one. I, I, the gears just start turning when we do podcasts. Like the at the end, I swear, I'm like, okay, here we go. Now I'm fired up to talk about this thing.
1: Yeah, and honestly, you you had said a week or two ago, we've been planning this podcast on this discussion for literally like a month. And I think it was a week or two ago, you're like, man, I have the perfect thing to kick it off with. and. I agree with what you had said a couple weeks ago. I think that was such a great way to kick it off by bringing up somebody that you know really influenced me and somebody that I'm really passionate about and, and somebody that I know that you respect uh, very much so as well. And so, yeah, this has been a really fun one. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining us on this podcast journey and our journey to creating the hybrid headquarters. And, and I, I hope to see you at hybrid headquarters when it opens up next summer of 2022.
0: Yeah, and the support's been phenomenal already, even though we haven't technically as of right now launched a podcast because we're just recording them. Uh, We kind of got backlogged, which is is okay. But yeah, if you've made it to episode three, like we appreciate you and it means a lot. And this is just the beginning of a long journey. So like Ryan said, we hope to see you at every point along the way and then eventually at hybrid headquarters. And then you'll know what we're talking about. You will get eyes on it.
1: (laughs) I can't wait till I have eyes on it.
0: Yeah, same here. But that's it for today. Uh, At Becoming Hybrid on everything for the vlog, the podcast, Instagram, whatnot. So that's where you can find us and we'll be doing this.
1: Thanks for joining, y'all.
0: Until next one.
1: See ya.